You're listening to a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. You're also moving into this area of federalism, right? That uh, you have an integrated uh, economy. There, there are states with certain powers, central with certain powers, some shared powers in the constitution. And I really want to ask you this question, which I, I know uh, it interests you a lot about the broader federal structure, right? Uh, and what has seen in the past few years is sort of a breakdown in trust. You know, the GST negotiations were one part of it, but there's also a lot of other things about you know whether the state should be doing it, whether the center should be doing it. So, how do you do? You think there's a case for rethinking? indian federalism uh, in terms of the distribution of powers and we are very often just don't mention the third tier which is actually constitutionally there in you know uh, in our system so any thoughts on what this pandemic and also some of the recent debates tell us about the future of indian federalism i think there are two at least that fifty issues there. Okay? Uh, this is a, somebody could spend uh, their life worrying about this. But I think there's the issue of the third tier, which is you. I'm glad, glad you raised it because I, I've sort of. I think the state is way too big. Indian states are way too big. Also, we need much more federalism within the state. Uh, the states are way too big and uh, too clunky and too too unable to. Uh, focus on specific areas. Just you know the uh, fact that you is worth thinking. But we have 540 MPs uh, for a population of 1.4 billion or 1.3 billion, some number like that. Okay, the UK has maybe 55 million people, 60 million people, and 635 MPs, something like that. It is so. You know, the MPs are, the constituencies are too big. At all levels, we are sort of not adjusted to the scale. The constituencies are so big that, you know, if I'm an MP, I can't really be useful to most people in my constituency. My constituency is so big that I can't possibly even meet a very small fraction of it. It's just the numbers are wrong at some level. We are really talking about things which are scale is wrong. So I, I think we need to think through this whole, you know, who should have what powers and, uh, you know, to the extent that we have this, the states are therefore too big and the, um, the assembly constituencies are too big. Everything is off, off scale in my view. And that's a, that's a deep problem which has, um, and then there's the question of, of sort of the current issue of federalism where I think I think the you can see this in the current crisis over you know the farmers and at some level I I feel that the farmers are <coughs> essentially acting out of pure suspicion of the government's motives. It's really not what they are saying is not that these reforms could not be good, but they they are saying. We think this is just the thin end of the wedge, and that something else much worse is about to happen. <coughs> and I think there is a general loss of trust, especially, I, I think when you have people who are very far away, 
who have very little connection to you at the moment, taking doing very large scale legislation. So this is less about the state than about the relationship with the overall state with its people. <coughs> I think this is a natural reaction. People are. I think it's not so much that the you couldn't make a case for you know getting rid of many of these very you know old-fashioned institutions we have in the agriculture sector. <coughs> you absolutely could. But I think the lack of trust is massive. And I think that lack of trust was, you know, the, <coughs> the sudden sort of cancelling of the, the center's liabilities under the GST Act <coughs> doesn't help. I, I think you create these things and you say that, well, we are going to have <coughs> power delivered from top down. And we're going to just take decisions um, we, by people who really don't have much of a connection to the affected people. And you're going to get that. You have to <coughs> somehow have built. <coughs> Sorry. I got a cold. This, we have winter here in Paris. Yeah, <coughs> so. So it's a. It, I think that the general paradigm of trust in this is the state is one player in that. The states are, you know, are in a sense, uh, you can see exactly that uh, they are also lining up on partisan lines. There's very little, uh, very few state governments that are crossing partisan lines. It's, uh, and so the states are partly um, also acting out of their own political interests. But I, I think the broader picture is very much that there is a lack of trust in the entire system. And federalism is just one piece of that. It does, yeah. you build trust partly by having people that you talk to, who you actually, who have given you something. If you, everything is decided by somebody who's in some space um, a million miles away, then um, I think it's very easy to have uh, you know, completely, uh, you know, maybe inaccurate, but certainly completely negative views of what their motives are, because, you know, you they might have good motives, but you you don't know them, you don't, you've seen what they do at some very big picture level, they defaulted on the GST claims, etc. So, you know, uh, do you trust them? I, I think this, this particular crisis is absolutely about trust. It's really not about the content of the legislation. I think many people, even in Punjab, have argued for changes in the past and they are backtracking, partly because they know that the, the real issue is not the law, but the trust. Uh, we saw that from the 80s, there was a certain move towards political decentralization and fiscal uh, decentralization. Do you think that that era is now over and we are moving into a system, even some of the, uh, you know, what we read about the 15th Finance Commission, etc., that there's a certain amount of recentralization in the Indian polity and in the federal structure? I don't know that we are anywhere close to an equilibrium. I think there is uh, maybe, um, I think when there is a lot of pressure, a lot of, there is a, uh, most authorities just want to impose the will on the system. That's a, in some ways, it's a very natural response is that, you know, there's just too many pressures on us. Right now, we don't, we, so I, I, I think that 
whether in the in the medium run, one of the things that would be interesting to see is, uh, for example, what happens in Haryana. How long does the Haryana state government uh, withstand the pressure from its own farmers? I think that's going to be an interesting question. So I, I think we're not in an equilibrium. I, I think that, uh, in fact, all the negotiation will eventually have to go through some state governments. And I think the Haryana state government, in many ways, being a BJP government, is well placed to sort of do that because they have actually uh, some more legitimacy. They are uh, this ruling government. They have uh, connections with the, many of the people in the Haryana uh, government are from farming families. There's, there's much more uh, connection there. And so I, I think that that's a, there's a, we have to see that game play out. I'm, 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 I, I want to, uh, I think this is a move, a move uh, in the, in a, at a time when I think there is a certain sense in which, you know, the state is feeling economically threatened because the economy isn't delivering as much as it was. And therefore there is a sense in which we want to somehow uh, save money and, uh, you know, the states are wasting money and there's all kinds of uh, thoughts there, which I think uh, you can easily see where they come from. Uh, there's a, uh, but I, I, I do think that there will be, more, there are more rounds in this game. This was a Hindustan Times production brought to you by HD Smartcast. HD Smartcast.